Welcome to the Silver Screen Podcast. I'm Jared Boomer. And I'm Katie Ganey. This is a podcast about movies and pop culture. And yes, it is near the end of March, and we are talking Oscar nominations. If you're Woo! a fan of movies, you're like, this timeline is all thrown off. Yes, we know. So <laughs> It sure is. Normally, the Oscars would have happened by now. We would be talking about the winners and all of that great stuff, but the Oscars aren't until April. So nominations just came out the other day. So excited to discuss the surprises and snubs. And we reviewed a lot of the movies that have been nominated for Best Picture. So we'll talk about that a little bit, too. So, But today is also St. Patrick's Day. So. Happy St. Patrick's Day. So Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm recording. Irish, aren't you as well? Um, I'm not sure. You know, I don't really know my ancestry <laughs> very knows? well. So I've Who heard knows? that Boomer is more associated with German. Um, like that's kind of a German Ooh. last name. So uh-huh. I'm not 100% sure, but I may have some Irish in me as well. So yes, I should do that one day. Shout out Ancestry.com. I, sh- I should too. <laughs> I am curious. I just know where grandparents are from. So okay. So yeah. I do know some of it, but I don't know percentages or anything. Yeah. And who knows? You might be related to somebody like super famous that was like alive back in the day. So I know. Yes. That would be so cool. So uh, we have a little bit of news today, a little bit of recommendations, and then we'll just get into the our kind of discussion on the nominations. We're not going to go through every category and list off every single nominee because that would be kind of boring, but we're just going <laughs> to kind of overview of the, the nominees, the highlights and things. But first, we don't really have any news, but just happening last night, because we're recording this on, on St. Patrick's Day, so happening on Tuesday the 16th, there was three Atlanta shootings that happened last night, and they were targeted to towards um, Asian Americans, basically. That was the the target of the shooting. Mm-hmm. So you, before this episode, kind of just looked up some resources that were on Instagram of various organizations, just um, saying ways that you can help with this, with this situation and this tragedy that happened in Atlanta yesterday. Yes, thank you. Um, this has been circulating on Instagram. If anyone's on Instagram, I'm sure they've seen it, but I wanted to highlight some of the resources. And since Jared and I have been dedicated to talking about um, people of color, but especially the black community, we absolutely should give the same respect to the Asian community. Um, so if you would like to contact anybody or if you need somebody that needs resources, here are a few. They have a crisis line at 1-800-273-TALK. Or you can text CONNECT, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, to 741-741. You can also donate to several funds. One is Support the Cause Against Asian Violence or Victims of Violent Crimes in the Bay Area. You can also sign petitions. There are petitions circulating. I don't know specifics on that, but I sign okay. up. I'm I'm connected to like moveon.com and moveon.org and a bunch of those. Um, also, you can report crimes. If you see something, say something. That's not a joke. If you do see something, you can report it to stopaapihate.org. You can also volunteer at different organizations. Again, that depends on, that varies from depending on where you live. Also, call your legislators. I've done this before for different things, and it's not a difficult thing to do. A lot of times they don't talk to you directly, but you can call and complain no matter who answers. And there is a there's a nice way to do that too. Um, but you can ask legislators what they're doing for the Asian community um, because it holds them accountable. It also lets them know that people care about that. So it'll mm-hmm. be part of their business moving forward because we elect legislators. Don't forget, we control them, not the other way around. Also, support Asian-owned businesses. There are all sorts of things, not just food, but one of my favorite ways to support Asian-owned businesses is to order takeout. 
Yes, I can't order takeout a lot because of my allergy, which is unfortunate. Yes. But I will say that whenever I drive by or walk by one of those places, they always smell fantastic. So, so good. I know I, the yeah. food that they're cooking in there is delicious. And I wish I didn't have a peanut allergy so that I could yeah. enjoy it more. <laughs> but yes, that's a great way to support, though. Thank you. Yes. And there is near near me in uh, Dayton, there is a bubble tea place, too. They specialize in bubble tea. It is so good. Bubble tea and is delicious. They have- yeah, and they're doing so well, too, because they have takeout and they have a drive through which is amazing. <laughs> um, other things you can do, you can check in on Asian friends and family. So think of the people that you know in your community that are of Asian descent. Check in on them. Tell them you care. And... I would be remiss if I didn't mention books that you could read to educate yourself. Some of these are fiction. Some of them are nonfiction. But some examples. The Farm. The Joy Luck Club, which I've read. Dear Girls. In the Country. Interior Chinatown. And Minor Feelings. And Minor is spelled M-I-N-O-R in that instance. Very nice. So there's some resources for you if you would like to um, donate or show support or contact your legislators, all of that stuff. So good resources there, Katie. Thanks for finding those before Thank the you. Thank before you, Instagram episode. as well. Nice. Yes. So we have a few recommends this week before we get into Oscar nomination discussion. I have two recommends this week. Um, one is a documentary, which I watched on Apple TV Plus. And I watched, I watched the Grammys on Sunday night. I have to say the <gasps> Grammys, they did a great job with all all the COVID restrictions. Yeah. I thought Trevor Noah did a really good job hosting and kind of managing <laughs> all that. Um, and I'm interested to see what the Oscars will do next month and how they'll mm-hmm. deal with that. But anyway, during the Grammys, there's a commercial for the Billie Eilish documentary on Apple TV Plus. And that came out a few weeks ago and I meant to watch it. I never did. And then that commercial reminded me. So the other day, yesterday, I watched it and it's a pretty solid documentary. So awesome. it kind of takes you through her making her first album and being a teenager and dealing with all the those pressures and you know her parents are really supportive as well which is good to see um i will say one minor thing is the documentary is a little long it's two and a half hours i felt like it didn't Ooh. need to be that long could have been like maybe <laughs> two and that would have been like perfect so yeah was a little lengthy but really gives you an inside look at like her career um and her relationship with her brother and it's very authentic so if you like music documentaries or if you're a fan of billy then check that out on apple tv plus and my other recommend is another podcast which i listen to from time to time that's conan o'brien's podcast conan o'brien needs a friend where he just kind of interviews various people celebrities political leaders things like that but most recent episode he had shaquille o'neal on um and it was hilarious so i mean they really they talk about some some in-depth stuff but they're both just very funny people in general so they were just making each other crack up which was making me crack up while i was listening in my car this morning so if you want something (laughs) to kind of brighten your day up then listen to the the conan o'brien podcast uh the episode with shaquille o'neal they just have a few more listeners than we do i think like 10 or 20 so (laughs) we're like pretty pretty close to them so i don't know why we're not getting as many advertisements as they are so i know he does like four, you know, sponsor reads a show and we we have none. So I don't know when the advertisers are going to call on us. But no, I'm just wondering <laughs> when they're when they're going to come for us to offer us a deal, a TV show or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. So those are those are my recommends. Well, those are great. I have a couple this week. I have. So I finished. I had mentioned this, I think, two episodes ago that I was reading the Alice Network by Kate Quinn. I finished it and it was wonderful. It was okay. World War II. I think I had mentioned it's about a woman that was a spy in World War One, And then she is befriends a very young woman in World War Two. I won't say anything other than that, but it's like very like female centered, strong women and tumultuous times. It was excellent. And then I'm currently reading another 
historical book, um, oddly enough. I am reading 112263 by Stephen King. Super popular book. It's a TV show on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually picked for our work book club. That's why I'm reading it. It wasn't something that normally really piqued my interest. But it's about, of course, it's time travel. It's like 7,000 pages long, yeah. Yeah, it's it's 850 pages long, depending on which one you have. It's it's around 800 pages, but it depends if you have the paperback, what version and all that. Um I'm I am about 350 pages through. Okay. I have a I will say I tried still. to read that yeah. book a couple years ago and I got to about yeah. where you are now and then I just got disinterested. So I hope that doesn't happen yeah. with you, but I'm already... I got to about the middle and I was kind of like, uh, and I stopped. Um, <laughs> I'm already losing interest, but I have a very okay. good friend, um, also named Catherine, spelled the same way. Shout out to Kat. She is not in any way related to my workplace and started reading it, too, about the same day. So I saw on Goodreads, Goodreads, bringing friends together, um, that she was reading it. And so now I'm trying to read it with her. Um, okay. Her schedule has allowed her to read a little bit more, so she. I'm trying so hard to keep up, but I'm having a hard time. I am already losing some interest, but time travel isn't my thing. Sci-fi isn't my thing, so I'm already proud of myself, but I'm too deep in it to quit. I'm not going to quit on this book, um, so to be determined. And then the other two things I wanted to recommend, I watched I Care A Lot on Netflix. That's with Peter Dinklage and Rosamund Pike. Really liked it. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be more graphically violent, and it wasn't. It was just more watching horrible people, and you have a hard time rooting for anybody. But I love both Rosamund Pike and Peter Dinklage, and they were fantastic. So there you go. Very nice. And then the last thing, Jared, I told you about this, but it's funny you mentioned Shaq. I finally watched the Last Dance documentary on Netflix. It is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. It's 10 episodes all about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, the Bulls, all through their like 1984 to 98 time period. It was so good. I watched it by myself. I watched it in like three days. I did not want to do anything else but watch this documentary. It was excellent. Really interesting documentary. So one of my favorites from last year. So um, yeah, really good. Even if you don't love basketball or love the Bulls or know a lot about the Bulls, it's still really fascinating because I think the documentary does such a good job of like appealing to like the hardcore basketball fan, but also to like the casual sports fan or the I know Michael Jordan, but I want to learn more about his life and career. Like it captures both those aspects like very well. So yes. I really you know, cannot recommend it enough because it's, it's a great documentary. So there you go. Those are our recommends for this week. So now I'll move into discussion on the Oscar nominations on this, on this episode. So Priyanka Chopra Jonas and Nick Jonas announced the nominations on Monday, March 15th, the Ides of March. Now, my only question is why did they announce these at zero dark 30 in the morning? Why don't they um, have like a primetime special where oh, they are yes. like, you know, Hey, at eight o'clock tonight, the Oscar nominees, and you can just like, you know, watch it that way. I don't know. Yes. It just seems weird that they announce them during Good Morning America. I have no answer for this. I just know that well, I think Priyanka and Nick though happened to be in London. They were, yeah. I did I did see that. So it would have um, been like one or two PM over there yeah. when they were announcing. I don't know why those. this happens. I have no good answer. I think it's weird too, but think of how many people already have stopped caring about award shows. Like I don't think anybody would tune That's in to watch true. the nominations. That's true. Probably not. So just like yeah. we I think it would be interesting for us, but we're like hardcore movie fans. So the average right. person would probably be like, I don't really care that much. So right. um and the Oscars will take place at the Dolby Theater on Sunday, April. April 25th they also announced that will they will have Union Station as well they'll be doing some stuff from there ah. in Los Angeles so two locations kind of
perspective. Um, host has not been announced yet. So we'll see if Jimmy Kimmel is back. We'll see if somebody else takes the reins. I'm not sure. Oscar's hosting job has been kind of like the job you don't want the last couple of years after controversy. I want it. I want anything yeah. involved. But, but like with the I Kevin Hart controversy and some other things yeah. that happened, it just doesn't seem like a very, where, you know, 10 years ago, it was like the predominant hosting job you know, of award shows. Now it seems like a lot of people are like trying to steer clear of that. I don't know. It just seems like it's not as popular as it once was. So agreed. So those will be coming up in about a month and uh, we'll take a quick break here on the silver screen podcast and then we'll come back and share our surprises, some snubs, our favorite nominees, all that great stuff right here on the silver screen podcast. And we're back here on the Silver Screen Podcast talking about Oscar nominations. So Katie compiled a lot of different information. This is from the New York Times, Variety, Instagram, Vulture, and BBC. So those are, we'll cite our sources, you know, like any good Mm -hmm. college academic professor would want us to do. So we will cite our sources before we get started. So if you're wondering, I'm just going to go through the best picture nominees real quick since that's the big category in case if you're listening and you don't know everything that's nominated for best picture. So just for best picture, we'll go through the, the whole category. That's The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Those are your best picture nominees for the 2021 Oscar Awards. So if you're wondering, Mank is the most nominated movie. It has 10 nominations at this year's awards. Katie and I did an episode on Mank when it came out on Netflix. We thought it was solid, but neither of us loved it. So Correct. That's What a beautiful way to state that. Yes. Thanks. I mean, it was kind of like, this is good. And, you know, it's good movie making. The performances are good. But I just wasn't super interested in the story of it, I think. I just got bored with it. So, Yep. You know, sometimes uh, people will look at a movie and they know it's attached to, like, big names. Either Oscar winners, Oscar, like, screenwriters Mm -hmm. that, you know... I and then they I think they default to nominating it. I feel like that's what happened here. It's it's about Hollywood in the golden age of Hollywood. It's got big name actors in it. it took a long time to make. Big sets, fancy clothes, black and white. Well-known director. Yeah. Yep. So I <laughs> yep. I think it was kind of like, oh, well, we have to nominate this. But was it the best or close to the best thing I've seen this year? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think so. If it wins Best Picture, I would be disappointed a little bit. You I would know? also be shocked. I do yeah. not realistically think that that will win. No. So also very cool for the first time ever in the history of the Oscars, two women were nominated for Best Director Woo! for Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and then Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Yes. First time in 93 years. <laughs> Maybe we'll have like three next year. So, well, Jared, don't get crazy. I mean, just wait until the whole category is women. I mean, yeah. that, will, that would be very cool. So also, this is the most diverse Oscars ever after a lot of comments from years past of Oscars so white and where are the people of color nominations and, you know, Asian and, and all of those different ethnicities and races as well. Well, nine of the 20 acting nominees are from ethnic minority backgrounds this year. So that's almost, almost 50%. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, yes. that is a major improvement. 
Yes. So also, this is Riz Ahmed's first nomination for Sound of Metal, and he's the first Pakistani actor to ever be nominated for an Oscar. He is very good in that movie. I've seen it. You have not seen Sound of Metal yet, but I know it's on your list now that it's been nominated for a couple of different things. So Yes, and I love Riz Ahmed. I'm so happy for him. I'm really glad that we have a Pakistani actor in the running as well. Also, on kind of the other end of the age spectrum, Anthony Hopkins got his sixth Oscar nomination. So, and he's 83 years old and he's the oldest man to ever be nominated for an Oscar. It is crazy to me that he is 83 and still doing like lead roles, not supporting, not just popping yeah. in the movie for like 10 minutes, but like these. These big, like the two popes that we reviewed, I think that was last year, maybe the year before, pretty solid movie with him in that. And then The Father with Olivia Coleman, I've heard is very good, but I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited to watch that. And he's just a delightful gentleman. I love Anthony Hopkins, one of my favorite actors of all time. So happy for him. I'm sure we will enjoy The Father. I think so. So also six black actors and actresses are nominated. So great diversity there as well. And a lot of different categories as well. Some yeah. some best actors, some best actress, best supporting, kind of all the acting categories. Um, so that was very nice to see that. And also Viola Davis has broken her own record. She's uh, the most yeah. nominated black woman in history. She now has four acting nominations because she was nominated this year for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I mean... What can't that woman do? Also, this is just a funny tidbit. I was typing <laughs> her name out, and for some reason, I wrote Octavia, you know, my good friend, Octavia Spencer. Yes. And I wrote Octavia Davis, and then later I was like, that doesn't look right. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I know what I did. But it sounds cool either way. Octavia and Viola are both beautiful names. Yes, they are. So, also, I want to get Chloe Zhao's name right. Is that correct? Or is it Zhao? I've heard it <laughs> we both don't ways. Know. <laughs> well, no, we talked about, I even remember we talked about this yes. on the episode we were talking about her. I I just keep saying Zhao, but we can say Zhao. Okay, I don't know I think, if, what the correct pronunciation is. Yeah, I, I'm not positive either. That one I didn't check, only because I know someone with the last name Zhao and was told to say that, but I really shouldn't go and by that. I've heard that. it both ways in like interviews yeah. she's done and things, and she, you know, yeah. they've both been like accepted. So, but anyway, yeah. she's the first Chinese woman and first woman of color to be nominated for Best Director for Nomadland. That's incredible. So, incredible. Way to go. Very, we liked that movie as well. I think we liked that more than Mank. So, I'm um, still not we like did. our favorite, favorite, but. No. You know, we did think we do have an episode on it. So if you want to want to go back and listen to that, you can. Also, we should mention of the Best Picture nominees, we have episodes on Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Nomadland, um, and Trial of Chicago 7. So Yes, and more to those, come. And more yes. to come. So you can go back and if you're like, I didn't watch this movie or I'm going to watch this movie now and now I want to listen to their episode on it. We have those. So... Also, it's the first time ever that two men of Asian heritage were nominated for Best Actor. We have Steven Yun of Minari, um, and he's South Korean and was raised in the United States. And then Riz Ahmed is a British, um, a Brit of Pakistani descent. So, Too cool. Very cool. Also, I always forget Riz Ahmed is British. So like when he's yes. in a movie and he has an American accent, it just is like, it's like Daniel Kaluuya. They just yes. have, are so good at their American accents that it's like you forget that they're British. <laughs> also, I did not look up how many, but uh, a gazillion English people are nominated for Oscars this year. It's like <laughs> it really it's like the British invasion again. Because it's, it's a like ton the, of people because Vanessa Kirby, um, yep. I know Riz Ahmed, Anthony Hopkins. Well, he's from Wales, but you know what I'm saying. 
Yes, there's a lot from across yeah. the pond this year for Oscar across- nominations. <laughs> so. Yes, yes. Uh, also, yeah, Jong uh, Yoon is the first South Korean actress to get an Oscar nomination. So very cool. We saw this with Parasite kind of last year. You know how mm-hmm. those were kind of that was opening things up to more diversity, and then this year it's even expanded even more, which is awesome. Yes. Also, Jared, I mentioned this to you earlier, but just wanted to share with the audience. So I had found a lot of these facts uh, online, just looking up different articles because people love to talk about what they think will win, predictions, all that. But the New York Times on Instagram, they put out something about the diversity and things. And if people think like tension or comments about race are we're past it or whatever we are certainly not i could not believe the nasty comments that were in and i usually don't read the comments on instagram i don't care like i'm there for the pictures um and maybe the caption but the comments were disgusting and people were saying like can the new york times put out anything that doesn't talk about race um someone was just like said the chinese lady like they didn't even and they had not seen nomadland they were commenting on it and hadn't seen it um so to me that's just ignorance and it's sad that that kind of stuff is happening and i would encourage people to if you're if you question why we talk about race or why diversity needs to be talked about just please look at the lens of we typically expect white people to be nominated we expect people to be watching the documentaries the movies listen to the music that white people are making and we probably don't even look at it that way i know i've been guilty of that myself but We need to have these conversations. And if you think we're having more of these conversations than we are about white people, you're incorrect. Like, that's not what's happening in America. Um, So we will continue to talk about diversity as well. And also, not like you need to call out those people on Instagram, but it never hurts to course correct and let them know like hey here's some resources for you or hey maybe you shouldn't talk about Nomadland if you haven't seen it. And her name is Chloe Zhao, not the Chinese lady. So... Yeah, that, I think that's the thing that frustrates me the most is that comment that you read, the woman had not even seen uh, yeah. Nomadland. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that would be my big thing is like before you judge a piece of art, like at least watch it first, especially since like it's on Hulu, like it's very yeah. accessible. Um, you know, yeah. it's very easy to sit down for an hour and a half and or two hours and say, you know, what does this person, what does this filmmaker want to get across with this with this film? So, yeah. And um, not that it matters, but it was a man that said that. Okay. Well, and I tried to look at his profile, (laughs) and it's private. And I was like, "Well, if you're gonna talk trash, you probably shouldn't be set to private, so people can talk to you." Exactly. So, also the all-black producing team of Judas and the Black Messiah, which is Shaka King, Charles King, and Ryan Coogler of Creed and Black Panther uh, directing Mm -hmm. fame. There uh, is the first all-black producing team nominated for Best Picture. So, so cool. So cool. That movie. That's still I, high up on my list for yeah, the year. I think high, that high movie might gain some steam in the next month or so as we get closer to the Oscars. I hope it does because out of the ones that are nominated for Best Picture, granted I have not seen three of them yet, but right. of the ones that I've that we've watched and reviewed, that is definitely one of, if not probably my favorite. Um, along with Sound of Metal, I really liked that one as well, which we haven't reviewed Same. on the show. But the you know Judas and the Black Messiah was was very good. So and that was our last episode. So if you want to go listen to that, mm-hmm. you can. So. Okay, two things here before we get to the snubs that I wanted to bring up. One, we reviewed Hillbillyology. We did not like that movie. We did not think it was very good. We thought it was boring. Ron Howard didn't do a great job on that film, you know, mm-hmm. all around. Mm-hmm. But Glenn Close got a nominee for Best Supporting Actress, I think, for Hillbillyology. So. Um, I don't know. I just, she was the best part of that movie, probably, um, because Amy Adams was just, 
you know, I don't know what Amy Adams is doing in that movie. Really? Really? You think you think it's the other way around? Well, I'm I'm surprised that they would pick Glenn and not Amy. I if you ask me, neither should be nominated or both should be nominated. I think it's weird that they were like, Glenn was so much better than Amy. And I'm like, Amy constantly gets overlooked when she should have won an Oscar eight movies ago. That is true. So, but I also, think Glenn, I mean, Glenn's a gem and also she still needs to win an Oscar. Hello. But I don't think this is her year. No. Um, also, she is the one of, I think, maybe uh, one of the few actresses that has been nominated for a Razzie and yes. an Oscar in the same year, especially for, <laughs> for the, the same, same movie. Yeah, for the same <laughs> role. Like usually it's different yeah. movies if that happens, but this is for the same role. So yeah. Also, I'm sorry I, I didn't mean to to be because ru- I I agree with you, Jared. I mean, I just don't think like this is not this is not her year or her role. No. But I did uh, think it was weird that they picked her performance over Amy's because I thought Amy did a really good job in that. Also, I checked it as best supporting actress. Okay, she's nominated. I just for. think like there's so many movies that come out in a year. Why do we need to nominate? like bad movies like the whole point of the oscars is to like celebrate good quality filmmaking and like you know cool stories and stuff like that and that movie was just such like a paint by the numbers lifetime movie type deal that it was just like not really good at all so i don't know why they are like celebrating that movie with oscar because now they can put on the dvd of hillbilly elegy oscar nominated hillbilly elegy and people will be like oh this is oscar nominated it must be good and then they'll buy it and watch it and be like that was crap so <laughs> well so said. we have an episode on that if you want to check that out also a little interesting to me that uh borat subsequent movie film and also nomadland got adapted screenplay nominations yeah when i have not seen borat but from what i've heard a lot of that movie is kind of improv and as sasha baron cohen's character just kind of reacting to things and nomadland is kind of also we talked about that when we reviewed it that it it the scripting in that kind of feels more like almost documentary style, but then at times it's more of like a regular movie. So it was interesting to me that that got nominated for screenplay because I feel like so much of that movie was kind of just like, you know, ad-libbed or improv as well with like them talking to the nomads and those interview type things and stuff like you can't really script those. So mm-hmm. that, that was interesting that that got nominated. Yeah, Jared, I don't really have anything to say, except I'm super impressed that you picked up on that. And I couldn't agree with you more. I I completely respect and obviously have a love for improv and I like documentaries, but you're absolutely right. I don't know. I don't know the chance, like what the chances that those will win either. Um, People have been saying a lot of good things about the Borat film. It's just not that's not my kind of humor. That's not my thing. I might watch it eventually, but it's it's not high on my list. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely appreciate the fact that, like, on those movies, Sasha Baron Cohen kind of does everything, like, writes a script, acts in it, kind of has the whole idea mm-hmm. for that character and everything. Like, that's definitely to be applauded. Um, but, you know, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen the first Borat, and I don't know if I would want to watch the second one. Just like you said, it's not really the type of movie that appeals to me. Not saying that's not good, it's just not my type of... I don't really like, like, gross-out comedy. So, yeah, that's kind of no. what those are. So. Mm-mm. Um, so, okay, let's move into some snubs now um, for the Oscar nominations with the few minutes that we have left. First up, Regina King, not nominated for Best Director for One Night in Miami. Also, One Night in Miami, not nominated for Best Picture either. So Yeah, that was upsetting. Like, I could see them. I know it's rare. I could see them saying you're nominated for one and not the other. And I know that's rare, but I this was disappointing for me. I would argue that that upset me more than anything else. Honestly, was Regina King and one night in Miami getting just completely left out. 
Also, the Oscars can have up to 10 Best Picture nominations, and this year they had eight, yes! so they could have very easily slid that in there. So I completely agree, and I, I shouldn't say it's not it's not completely ignored because Leslie Odom Jr. is nominated, which is awesome and well-deserved, but I'm also like, okay, Regina King, this was a big deal. Um, I do think she's going to get other movies, so I'm not like concerned for her career or her directing career, but I was disappointed because I thought you and I both really liked that movie. Yeah, also interesting that Leslie Odom Jr. got nominated when that movie is kind of more of an ensemble cast. So it was uh-huh. interesting that they like said that this was the best performance from this movie because I think when we reviewed that, we thought that everybody did a really good job in that right. film. So that was kind of right. interesting. Also, another this isn't um, this is another snub. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom didn't get nominated for <gasps> Best Picture either. You're so. right. Okay, that okay. I will say out of shock factor, that shocked me the most. Yeah, especially that was because surprising. like. Well, especially because Chadwick, Viola, like everything else is nominated for that movie. And I just thought, you're really like, we're going to say like Mank or something was better than Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, <laughs> which if we're talking about the, the movies we've seen so far and rate, rated and reviewed Ma Rainey, it would be neck and neck for me with uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, that was a really good one as well. So yeah. we both really enjoyed that. So um, also Aaron Sorkin's not nominated for Best Director for Trial of the Chicago 7. A little bit of a snub. He's more known for screenwriting. His directing is yeah. kind of like kind of by the books. Um, it's just kind of like very it's not bad, but it's just kind of like basic. You know, he never really does like anything that's going to make you say, oh, wow, that was an interesting like choice there. It's just kind of like this is my movie. But because right. he's focused more on the script and the and the acting performances and stuff, because that's where his background is from. So, you know, that was a little bit of a surprise there to not see him nominated in, in that category. And then the five bloods was basically ignored so we reviewed that too if you want to go back and listen to it i think the release date hurt that one because it came out in the summer exactly what i thought because okay well it it definitely wasn't my favorite movie but people love spike lee he's like he's an oscar darling all of those actors are kind of like a big deal that movie was good but i i absolutely think if it if one thing affected it it was when they released it yeah, I would definitely have to agree on that one. And when his last movie, Black Klansman, got so much Oscar love at the Oscars, um, you know, for the performances and that was nominated for mm-hmm. screenplay and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So won the award for best writing for adapted screenplay. So, um, you know, that was kind of surprising that The Five Bloods was not nominated. Also, one other thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up here is that it was interesting to see. Well, Keith Stanfield got nominated for <gasps> Judas and the Black Messiah yes! because he hasn't really been nominated at any of the other award shows, but also interesting that him and Daniel Kaluuya are in the same category. So it's like if one of them wins, they'd have to beat the other one to win the Oscar. So it kind of sets up a weird situation there. <laughs> but I'm thrilled. I mean, this is not the first time that's happened, but that was one of the comments I made in that episode that we did as I, I would argue that Lakeith has just as much um, acting chops specifically shown in this film, and his role is just as big as Daniel Kaluuya's. So I don't disagree with this choice. I do agree with you that it's awkward, but I think if you're really professionals and friends, which I kind of imagine they are, I I don't think it's going to be that weird if one of them wins. But I did agree with the decision to put them both in the best acting category because I don't think either was a supporting role. Yeah, that was interesting. They were both in supporting actor mm-hmm. instead of just acting category as a whole. So, but oh yes, that, yeah, that best actor category. I don't know who you would like knock out of that though, because that was pretty 
pretty solid like list of nominees i thought yeah. so you had chadwick you know riz ahmed anthony hopkins gary yeah. oldman who's always going to get nominated so also cool to see chadwick get an oscar nomination as well so i know i i do kind of want him to win yeah i do too so i think he he's the front runner to, right now so i, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised by that and also not at all making light of it. This is the last thing we're going to see him in. So Mm -hmm. to me, I feel like all the men that you just mentioned that are nominated, we could get other Oscar performances from them fairly easily. Like they're, they're all really talented up and coming or established actors. Yes, that is true. So that's basically all of our thoughts on the Oscar nominations. Again, Oscars coming Mm -hmm. up in April on ABC. So we'll give you a full recap of the Oscars when that does happen. And then next time on the Silver Screen Podcast, we're going to review a movie that's nominated for Best Picture, which Katie has been wanting to watch for the past six months, I feel like. so. Yes, I think it's going to be my favorite. I'm not projecting, but I wouldn't be surprised. Also, oh, Promising Young Woman. Did we yes, say that? Yes, Promising Young Woman is the movie we'll be doing. So, <laughs> uh, Also, uh, I would definitely encourage people to listen to our Oscar episode because normally every year I have an annual Oscar party and this year I can't. Well, actually, Arjun and Rupert are going to be there, but nobody else. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go all out still and have a nice little party. But um, I think that I'm going to save my excitement for when we record so that I can be with you, Jared that's great so because and we've also talked about how we might zoom and while the oscars are on and like yes. you know you just and talk to each other party. because yep. we usually every year have like you said usually host a party and your friends come and we sit there and we talk about the oscars and yep. you know we are we the ballads, ones that are like we have snacks yeah, we have we're a cocktail. super invested every year so yeah. you know and our ballots we always have an intense uh, we'll still have to fill out ballots this year because our ballots are always oh, very close so. i'm still gonna dress up jared if you think i'm wearing sweats okay. it's not happening <laughs> I'm going to be wearing a dress or a jumpsuit or something. I hope Rupert gets a tux. I mean, oh my is he gosh. going to Armani this week to get fitted? So I didn't even I didn't even think about it. I'll see if there's uh, an appointment sure, available. Sure, PetSmart has some options. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's this episode of the Silver Screen Podcast. Next week, Promising Young Woman. You can find the show on social media, Podcast Silver on Twitter and Instagram. Search Silver Screen Podcast on Facebook, and you can find us there as well. And then next week, we will talk about Promising Young Woman. Until next time, we'd like to thank the Academy.